coaches. Welcome to Bravo and Please, where we're going to get lit off all the latest going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything pop culture and 420 related. So grab your can of goodies and let's get lit. Yes, we are live. I am your girl, Jenny Blaze, and we are here today to talk about all things Bravo and pop culture related. We're going through all the new shows. I didn't watch every single show, but I kind of watch every single show. Um, plus, on the side, maybe a few other things, and then keeping up with all the news. That's like a whole other job in it of itself, but we're going to go through Potomac, Family Karma, Below Deck, Southern Hospitality, Below Deck Adventure, Salt Lake City, Love Without Borders, Winter House, Million Dollar Listing LA, Real Housewives of Miami, and like I said, sprinkled in with a little bit more, a um, few other things. I have some beautiful slides to show y'all, I told you I was going to upgrade as we go. But I want to, before we go into our recap, I want to make sure that I remind you all to subscribe and turn on notifications. We are live every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern, unless there's some kind of holiday or my kids have the day off, which actually they do have today off. Well, one of them does because it's a snow day. Like we don't have all the snow yet, but it's coming down. Um, but we're live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. But don't worry if you miss the live show, you can always watch the replay or listen to the audio podcast on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Just as a reminder, subscribing, reviewing, sharing, liking, or leaving a five-star rating is the freest way to show your support. Also, don't forget our social media handle is at Bravo and Blaze on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, and probably some other places, but those are like the main ones, I guess. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm on like everything and I do have a philosophy that you pick like two that are your favorite and like your primary and secondary. Mine's like YouTube and Instagram, but also Twitter. And then like I, I have FOMO, so then I post stuff on TikTok and Facebook too and Twitch. You know, I don't want to have FOMO, you know? At least I'm aware of it. Anyways, it is snowing. We had our first snow last weekend and big storm coming today it is making me feel like it's officially the holidays and as you know bravoandblaze.com has all sorts of fun bravo inspired merch and products from all of our favorite shows well most of our favorite shows um however i cannot promise that they will be delivered by christmas at this point if you were to order, but if you're anything like my mother, Kyung, <laughs> she gives Christmas presents well into January. It's like, that's just how she rolls. I don't know. Um, or if you just want to give me a present, I love presents. <laughs> Buying something from my shop is like getting a gift to me to show your, you know, your support. So 
you get and you get something in return. So it's like a win-win. Also, I wanted to remind you all that I had a bonus episode drop this week on Monday with the one and only Reza Farhan of Shaw's a Sunset, which we know um, from Bravo, but he's also going to be on a new show with four, three other Bravo Lebs, Kate Chastain, Brandy Glanville, and Kyle Cook. It's called The Traders. It's coming out. It's premiering on January 12th, 2023. I said 2013 by accident on the episode, but um, dude, it's coming out on Peacock. So I asked Reza, is it going to be like, you know how Miami, they release four episodes, <clears throat> four episodes and then one a week. And then sometimes like Netflix will do, they'll drop a whole series on us or whatever. Or sometimes they do like one episode a week. And I just asked if he knew and he was like, we have no idea. So there it is, my picture of the thumbnail from my interview with Reza. If you're watching on YouTube, you can check that out. And I'll put a link in the show notes, as always. Um, also, if you are yourself an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur, or you're a cannabis consumer who's trying to break the break the stigma or maybe your mom who just hates being a stay-at-home mom like me. Hello, I'm raising my hand. Please make sure you check out my other can my other podcast, Cannabis Mom Boss, where I share stories of my life, like the time my kid took an edible at school. Um, but also I gave an update yesterday on what has happened since she got suspended. She wound up getting student of the month. What is going on in this world? I don't know. But I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes as well. Um, but also I'm sharing lessons learned that, I, that I've that i experienced through my entrepreneurship journey um, and how you can apply that to your own businesses, whether that's in your professional life or your personal life. Honestly, what is the difference? Start asking ourselves these questions. But... Also, I want to share all of the all of the information that I have on living your best life. And everyone's version of living their best life is unique to their their circumstances, but also their the point in their life. Sometimes we, I mean, look at Lisa Hoxstein. She probably never thought she would have to embrace this part of her life where she's now going to have to take care of herself and her children. It's very unfortunate. We'll talk about that. But also on Cannabis Mom Boss, I am teaching how to safely and confidently come out of the quote unquote green closet. Um, I myself am kind of in the green closet still. Um, but not as bad as I used to be. And I think it's like a journey. You don't just like, it's not a binary type of situation. Like you don't just one day you're like, I'm out of the closet. Like it takes time because especially during this 
time of legislation reform, like it's different in every state. And I don't know. I'm here to help guide and support everyone going through their own journey, wherever you're at. And hopefully, you know, if I can help one person, then I've done my job. But Cannabis Mom Boss is live on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern here on this same YouTube channel, which is also available for replay if you miss the live stream. If you are a podcast listener, you are in luck because Cannabis Mom Boss is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. This week's show answered the question, how do I drive traffic to my online shop or sales page? And I was assuming that, you know, that was to increase revenue, right? To make more money. Um, so I went through and gave the tips and things that I've researched or implemented on my own. But I also started asking some questions for you all to ponder about your own life as we come to the end of the year and reflect on where we've come in the last year. You know, where do we want to be in at this time next year? I don't like to stay stagnant. I like to see growth. And it's kind of like why I love reality TV. I like to see the growth. This week, huge growth moment. Grace Lily throwing her own birthday party and inviting Leva and proving to her saying, you know what? I'm going to show her that I can get my act together and it was well-received, and also she even agreed to work on her birthday. Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, where did, So we're talking about growth. <laughs> but yeah, if you are anything like me, you, you probably love like an annual performance review, which for me is essentially it turns into a whole goal-setting session, which is why I am launching the 2023 Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation Workshop. Make sure you sign up at CannabisMomBoss.com for pre-sale pricing. I'll put links in the show notes. Essentially, you will come out of this workshop having a clear vision with actionable goals and a plan to accomplish those goals. And when, I'm going to help you do that. Um, oh, I forgot I had a slide on that too. See, like it's maybe having slides is too much. I don't know. This is a learning lesson for us all. Um, so yes, sign up cannabismomboss.com. Okay. I have a slide here that says trigger warning and I just want to give a heads up that this episode is going to contain some sensitive content. Um, and I wanted to make sure that I give the proper resources to anyone. If you, if you yourself or you know someone who is struggling um, with thoughts of suicide, help is available 24-7. Call or text 988 or chat 988lifeline.org. Um because I'm starting with, you know, our non-Bravo in other news. And, oh, my God, this picture is so embarrassing. <laughs> and, like, it's actually a blessing that I am so awful in this picture and I'm cringing so bad because I am truly, truly 
Uh oh, I hope I don't start crying. Well, good thing I'm not like Hoda Kotb. I could never. Um, yeah. So this week we heard the news that DJ Steven Twitch Boss has passed away. Um, and oh my gosh, I am gonna cry. <laughs> okay, get it together. Whew. <clears throat> This picture is, is from my honeymoon. I met them, him and his wife and his their daughter. They're a blended family, just like my family. And he's just, he's a really good guy. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm crying now. Okay, so there are resources available to you. I'm not going to get into this because I'm crying now. Oh my God, cringe. Let's move on to lighter news. Okay, here we go. Kate Chastain is pregnant, everyone. Who knew that was going to happen? I had no idea. And so on top of that being news, she also is part of the new show that Reza is going to be on. And they just had their like premiere where they had a red carpet and a step and repeat. And she came out with her bump. And I just like, that was so, I was like, I love it. I love that for Kate. I'm excited to watch the show too. Cause obviously with Reza and now we have Kate plus Brandy and Kyle. I cannot wait to see the traders. Also there's what we call quote unquote normies in this show. And there's a $250,000 prize. So I'm very excited to see what goes down, and can you imagine? Okay, I guess Reza, when was filming? He said it was like May. I'm doing the math. <laughs> doing the math, and I don't know how far along she is, but can you imagine if we witness the conception somehow? <clears throat> Not like actually watching the conception, but can you imagine? I'm excited. So stay tuned for that. That's on Peacock. And then my last thing of other news outside of the Bravo world is Harry and Meghan on Netflix. And I know there's diehards out there who watch every single thing that has to do with the royal family, that has to do with Meghan Markle. I am not really one of those people However, I am kind of obsessed with the way the evolution of media and the impacts on not just our own psychology in like our own vacuum if we're alone with technology, but from a societal standpoint, like technology affects our culture and <clears throat> they even show it in the first three episodes how Princess Diana was the first person of the royal family who had to undergo this phenomenon of like paparazzi and being chased and like people making money off of just getting a candid shot or whatever. And it's so I love watching Harry because we all saw him. You know, they they were portraying him as like this, this 
fuck up or whatever. I'm trying not to swear, but it sounds weird to say F up. Um, but they try to portray that with him. And he really, he really like crushed it. He came out of that and just became like so amazing. I didn't, I forgot that he was in the military for so long. He was in the military for like years. Maybe was it 10? I don't remember all the details, but um yeah, I just I'm loving this. I am not caught up because they just released um episodes four, five, six yesterday, but I don't have time. So th- I think this is gonna be like my weekend thing. I'm gonna watch Harry and Megan. And I guess they're getting paid like a hundred million for this over like three years or something. So get it. <laughs> you know how I feel about that. So, okay. <clears throat> now that I got my act together, wow, I can show my face again. So this week in Bravo, I'm starting with Sunday, Real Housewives of Potomac, season seven, episode 10, cleaning up the mess. This episode wasn't like, it was kind of not so, um, there wasn't much going on. And, or maybe it just seemed like that because the last few episodes were so crazy that it was nice to just kind of have things be chill for a minute. Um, But one thing I found very interesting, okay, so in this episode, Robin and Giselle mentioned that they're doing a reasonably shady live show. And they just had one in New York City, um, I think the weekend of Thanksgiving. And they said it was sold out and they're on, you know, social media showing that it was sold out and everything. So I had done a poll in my stories. Um, I asked, you know, like I, I wasn't trying to be shady, but I wanted to know, you know, like out of all the people, you know, <laughs> taking this poll, are you a loyal listener to Reasonably Shady? Have you maybe listened to some episodes or have you never listened? And there was only nine votes for loyal listeners. And I'm not, okay, keep in mind, this is only a small fraction of what their entire audience is. But this goes to show right here that there is potential, even though you can get 271 no's, you still have nine loyal people. So don't give up. Because you see that 271 knows, if that makes any sense. That has to do with my slides. Because it was a resounding 88% who never listened. And 27 who listened to some episodes and only nine who were loyal listeners. So that was like the business lesson I took out of this episode. Um, but before I go on, so what else happened during this le- this episode? Oh, Yeah. So Karen Huger, she is so funny and I really love her, but she also is like every time somebody does something like business wise, she kind of, she is 
kind of becoming a cheater brand, <laughs> as Bethany would say. Like, first the candle. And she's like, oh, you got a candle. Oh, that is a good idea. I'll come out with the three-wick candle instead of a one-wick candle. She's a, she's a one-upper. Um, And now, like, Giselle and Robin are talking about their show. And did Karen shade them? I'm trying to think if she shaded them in, like, a confessional or something. And she was, like, taking notes. She's like, we're not going to do that. We're not going to dance or whatever. But she said it was going to be, like, a variety show, a family show. I don't really know. It sounds like it felt very Countess Luann De La and Friends vibes, which then turned into me thinking of my own show in New York before BravoCon. But, um... Yeah, what else in this episode? Um, Mia opens her 14th chiropractor office, um, which is great. I actually really love that we see that that part of her life. It's just like wild and unfortunate that we now know since filming, she was like, I don't know, taken off the business somehow by her family I don't know it's like all confusing but then also she didn't she must not have gotten fired after well we would have known if she got she had gotten fired because she was at BravoCon anyways I had a good one-on-one interaction with her so I feel very conflicted because like I said and I have been saying I still don't understand her like her point of view when it comes to the whole Wendy and Mia thing. But anyways, I am loving Candace this season. I know some people, she's very polarizing. Some people love, love her. And some people are just so triggered by her. And I kind of get, I get both sides. At first, like I got, I understood the people who are triggered by her more. But it wasn't enough for me to be like, she's an evil person or anything. Like, I I would never, I never felt like she did, She was deserving of me saying anything negative publicly. Although the body shaming is pretty bad. And I don't condone body shaming. But I also don't, I don't know. I'm really liking her this season because she's just like glowing. She's elevating everything. She's kicking ass and taking names. She got her MBA. She can negotiate her own contracts now. That's badass. She might be pregnant, which I don't know if she was like happy or not, or I don't even remember if she found out if she was pregnant or not, but um, she had her graduation party. She's apologizing to Karen. Like, I feel like Candace is in such a good space. And then especially after seeing her perform at BravoCon at Andy's Legends Ball and knowing that she's got all of these collaborations that are coming up, I'm like feeling so proud of her and I'm really rooting for her. Like regardless, let's take the body shaming out of it. I wish she would work on the body shaming 
Um, and she has a very, very sharp tongue. But she, yeah, and she could work on that for sure. <laughs> oh boy, not me trying to excuse Candace's behavior. Oh my gosh, let's move on. Um, so what else did we see this week? Oh my gosh, I have to move on to family karma. Okay. Before I get into the really, really good part, Rish, which by the way, I've been calling him Rich, like with a C-H, but I, I guess it's Rish. Rich, Rich, Richie or Rishi? I think it's Rishi. Rishi and Monica, okay? This thing, he already off the bat at the playground, you know? Playground. Okay, getting off track. Um, right off the bat, I felt like he was lying and he was not being fully open and honest. And then we got him holding this umbrella with Monica outside and he – I don't even know what he said. I still – like I'd have to write it down to try to figure out exactly what he was saying. But he did this crazy like mind twist Jedi – manipulation thing that was like absurd like it showed more about him than like what the actual truth was and at this point it's like I don't even care because his responses are kind of grotesque and it was giving me very like similar same vibes as you know, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills when Erica Jane says to Kyle, Tom's house was broken into, blah, 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 blah. Like, he just, like, had it rehearsed or whatever. It was just insane. But um, the really great part of this week for me that made me sob, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've said this before, and this is a very bold statement, but season two of Family Karma might be the best reality television I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've been watching a lot, a lot of TV for my whole life. I was raised on reality TV, I guess. Not really. I was already kind of like semi an adult. Like 18-ish. Well, in my teens, there was reality TV. I think the first reality TV was like the, all those judge shows. We had like all – like Jerry Springer. We had some effed up stuff growing up. But anyways, um, so season two of Family Karma was probably like the best television I've ever seen. But then <sighs> Vishal opens up to Amrit, which – Amrit, I like feel like could have maybe his response wasn't the best response for me, but I think this moment in time of Vishal admitting that he has a drinking problem was so beautiful. And it was like it was so vulnerable. It was so honest and it was very courageous because I think that's the biggest part 
that is stopping a lot of people is that they don't want to seem like they are weak. They don't want to seem like, oh, I'm flawed. Like, bitch, we're all flawed. And I actually question those who try to make it seem like they got no problems. Like, okay, sure. <laughs> sure, I believe you. <sighs> but um, it was... I really love that moment, and I'm really happy that Vishal did that because hopefully, I mean, for what I, I'm California sober. I quit drinking, I don't know how many days, like over 200 days ago, and really, I don't know why I ever drank in the first place, and I'm not sh trying to shame or judge anyone who does drink. Um, but for me personally, like I've never been like, oh my God, I'm so glad I drank alcohol that day. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I'm happy to see that Michelle is taking next steps and it was making me a little bit concerned for his new marriage or, well, it's not even legal yet, but. Um, hopefully it does become legal and he demonstrates that, you know, he is working on improving himself. Plus he has Crohn's disease. Like, dude, having Crohn's disease in of itself is, I don't have it, but I've like read about it and I've heard people talk about it and that does not sound comfortable. So to add alcohol on top of that, like that is dangerous just for his health in general. But I'm going to move on to, oh, here we go, Vishal. I do think I have a drinking problem. Yeah. There was a point in time where I was like, I don't have a problem. I remember those days. But like being able to be like, I abuse alcohol and I know it actually feels so much better because then it's like I don't get pressure. People don't like try to, you know, like I, I guess I did give in to pressure a lot when I was younger. And now I'm like, pressure doesn't, that doesn't work on me anymore. Um. All right, I'm going to move on to the below decks. First below deck with Captain Lee. Okay, so Captain Lee, this is very, very sad. And I've been saying it for the last few weeks. Like, I'm nervous about Captain Lee being on this boat in the condition that he's in. And it's heartbreaking to see him go through this. And he, we now find out that he's accepted this and is leaving the boat, which is, is so, so sad. But also, like, who's going to replace him? And people have been asking me. I'm like, I don't – I have no idea. I hope it's not Malia. Can you imagine? <sighs> I'd be so mad if they did that. Someone mentioned Captain Jason from Below, below Deck Down Under. That would be cool, I guess. Um, But – Knowing that Captain Lee obviously is like preoccupied with his situation, 
I think that's why this bosun is acting the way he is. Like the I think the the boatmans, the love triangles, and actually there's multiple boatmanses, but there's one boatman's love triangle as well. And that one involves the bosun with Katie, his deckhand. She works for him. And then Alyssa, the second stew, who has issues with Camille, the deckhand slash stew, who used to date a quarterback, who is very similar to the girl who expects compliments from Winterhouse. But I don't even know why people like this bosun. Like, he's so cringy to me. I'm sorry. I don't like to say negative things about people, but when he said he used to be part of a polyamorous group and people would just be like, Hey, want to go have sex? Like I just got so grossed out. My God. I just, ugh, I was not into it. And now I'm like, ugh. I think he might have a sex addiction, but, um, and there's nothing wrong with polyamorous love. Just the way he described it, it just sounds like he's gross. I don't think it has anything to do with being polyamorous. I think he's just creepy. But anyways, um, so we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> oh, but on the other below deck, below deck adventure this week, we had Heather Gay. As the primary charter guest with Elf on the Shelf husband and his wife. And honestly, like, I don't know who does the production or editing for Below Deck Adventure, but it's definitely not the same people as Salt Lake City because Heather looked bland and boring, which I feel like before seeing the episode, I feel like that is probably how she is in real life. Um, but she, it was almost like they weren't even there. I don't even, did they even say goodbye to them? Usually they have the, a whole like, here's your tip thing. Like I must have missed that because I didn't see any of that, which makes me think even more that they were boring. But um, we saw, you know, the original cast and in this slide and this cast picture, which uh, this is courtesy of starcasm.net. This is the only place I can find a full cast photo for below deck. And there's so many of them, but, um, and it's hard to keep track. So this week, since Kyle's gone, the captain, Captain Carrie, my favorite, um, my buddy, Captain Carrie gets a new deckhand who used to be or is a captain of another boat. And this guy, first of all, his name is Zeth with a Z. Okay. If you're watching on YouTube, I have a picture of him in the hot tub. He totally looks like Channing Tatum. Um, but even before they said who was coming on, I was like, I tweeted, I'm like, please be someone who is sexy, who's a strong leader and is professional. And then we get this guy and I'm like, sexy, 
leader because he's the captain, right? I'm assuming that he's got good leadership skills. Um, and then professional, but then the professional part kind of went out the door. Like he just joined on their night off and they go out for drinks and he's like very like, I just picture Austin, look at me, look at me. Like, oh my gosh, here we go. I'm excited to see whether him and Captain Carrie clash because at the end of the day, Captain Carrie is the captain of this boat. So if this Zeth man, like who named him this? Zeth with a Z. Uh, can you imagine if he doesn't fall in line? Like that would be so painful to watch because he's like very tall and like, Looks like Magic Mike or whatever. And I'm not knocking Captain Carrie because I love Captain Carrie. He's my favorite captain. But like, <laughs> this is kind of awkward. Um, So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm going to go ahead and move on to Southern Hospitality. One of my new favorite shows, I'll say. I mean, I don't want to like... <sighs> I don't want to get my hopes up because you never know what these shows like. And I'm mad. I'm mad still not at Southern hospitality, but I'm upset over candy and the gang. I be, I love that cast. Like they were so great and I love talking to them. I interviewed like three of them. I've talked to other ones and now they're not coming back and I feel like I need to go visit OLG now down in Atlanta. That'll be fun. A little fun field trip. <laughs> but I don't know. Should I do that first or should I go to Republic? Because Republic does look fun. However, I don't drink. And I'm 40. I'm not like – I am I don't even go to clubs really. But I do love Bravo and I love my Bravo people. So – Maybe I would go, but obviously I'd have to like, it would have to be like VIP all the way. I can't, but anyways, okay. So this show, they show more of Mia and I'm always like going to root for any Mia because that's my firstborn's name, <laughs> but I did think it was kind of weird that she told her dad that she makes out with Joe Bradley. For two reasons. One, I didn't know that Joe Bradley and Mia made out. I thought he was like in love with Maddie. So why are you making out with Mia and then getting upset over Trevor? I'm confused. Okay. So that's one thing. Second thing, I don't tell my dad who I make out with. So maybe I'm weird. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of strange. But also nice, I guess, that she's comfortable enough. I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> just kind of weird for me. But also, I didn't know that Mia was not a fan of Mikkel. And Mikkel was – he was the star of the episode, I guess. I mean, he walked around with that – Bitch made sign. 
towards TJ. He was not, which, okay. So here's, I like when people are professional, right? And I do love shade, but I feel like there's a proper time and place. He was supposed to have this bitch made sign um, for a, v- a VIP table, obviously, but he brought it up to TJ or whatever. And it was people were like, no, that's for the table, la, 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 whatever. And he could, one could argue in front of a judge and say, oh, I did it for the table, whatever. But let's be honest. Um, knowing that one, Mikkel had just gotten suspended and was working his way back up. And this was his first shot back at being VIP host you would think that he would take that opportunity to demonstrate his professionalism. That is just my opinion. Um, So that was unfortunate to see that part. Um, But it was kind of funny also. Um, And then we see Grace Lily, who I am liking. I know TJ doesn't like her, but I also like TJ. So this is kind of weird for me. But... I like Grace Lily because I feel like she is very authentic, even though it's it can be like considered in some people's eyes, like I'll say rough around the edges. Let's just say that. Right. I think that's a good way to say it. Um, but she's not rough either. <laughs> she, I don't know. I like her, but it's her birthday party. And this is where I was talking before, like this is where we see the growth. She got suspended. Wait, she got suspended, right? I think she got suspended. And then she was offered a a shift on her birthday. And I probably, so when I was that age, I probably would have been like, no, not on my birthday. I'm a birthday monster. I'm like Sassy um, from Vanderpump Rules. It's my birthday. So I was very impressed when she agreed, like, you know what? I'm trying to improve. I want to show Leva that I got this. I'm going to take this shift on my birthday. And she also invited Leva to her birthday party to show her, you know, like, look what I can do. This is the value that I bring to the table. And I thought that was like really smart of her. That that's the kind of initiative I think people should take and just be proactive and like showing demonstrating that you're worthy of the next step it's like that saying fake it till you make it but you're not faking it you're actually doing it and demonstrating that you have the capability so I love that Leva got her a photographer that was really cute but then at the end we see again same energy vibes This was a drink toss from Mikkel towards TJ and Joe Bradley. And I think Mia might have even gotten hit by that. And she doesn't like Mikkel. So this could be bad for Mikkel. Um, And they're supposed to work that night. So I don't even know if they're going to show what happens. But I was getting same energy like, with the whole drink toss in Potomac, like we got a drink toss there. Then we got a drink toss on Southern Hospitality. And then we also get Karen Huger on the Robin Dixon zone cam saying like, 
I'm confused. It's my birthday. And then you got Grace Lily saying, you know, I never had a birthday like this before. So I don't know what it is. It's like, it's like my witchy vibes or something. I don't know. But I'm going to, oh, here's the drink toss. Oh my goodness. That was, that's battery. I do not condone battery or assault. So, okay, moving on from Southern Hospitality, definitely interested to see what happens next week. Okay, here we go. We're 44 minutes in and we're getting to Salt Lake City this week. Okay, Jen Shaw. (laughs) There's like too much. Okay, if you remember when Elon Musk brought or reactivated Trump's Twitter account. Meredith posted or tweeted saying like, I do not condone, you know, those who incite violence. (laughs) She's like friends with Jen Shaw, who's like clearly committing crimes and is not, you know, it's just very ironic. Anyways, so then... Meredith tweets that saying like, goodbye, Twitter forever. And then Jen Shaw's like, yeah, me too. (laughs) And then that was like not even a month ago. And this week we get Jen Shaw already tweeting, I'm back. But not just I'm back, which is already kind of like for me, if I were if I said I'm leaving and then I come back like that would be kind of embarrassing. Right. So. She says, I'm back. But then she also tags Lisa Parlow <laughs> and says, get ready, bitch. Oh, my God. This show, this show is so crazy. So if that was me and someone tweeted that, like, and tagged me, I probably would just be like, oh, my God, this person's crazy. And I just wouldn't even respond but Lisa Barlow responds and says, bitch, question mark. That's a word you should get used to hearing. Are you mad that you didn't get a pair of la boutons and taking it out on me? <laughs> go send time with your, go spend time with your family. I think that's what she meant. Bunch of hearts. So, oh my God. So many layers just in this these tweets. So also in other news, I think it was yesterday, Jen Shaw, there's a report of all the things that were um, collected, all of her items that were collected as part of the, the fraud case and her, you know, uh, pleaded guilty or whatever. And there was a long, long list of counterfeit bags like Chanel's and things like that. So I don't know if that's what Lisa Barlow is um, referring to because this was before that announcement came out, but also there was a blind item that came out that that was implying that Jen Shaw was always wearing fake stuff or something. I don't, I don't remember. Or like they cut her off from the real store because of her credit. I don't know craziness but this episode also was just like so 
again, insane. But also, I wanted to mention today, right now, as we speak, they are filming the Salt Lake City, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season three reunion today. And originally, Jen Shaw's sentencing was scheduled for December 15th. Okay. That was yesterday. Today is December 16th. They originally, I heard from like page six or someone that Jen Shaw's sentencing was going to be on December 17th, but that's a Saturday. So that doesn't make sense. So maybe it was supposed to be today. Oh, okay. No, the reunion filming was supposed to be on the 17th, but that's a Saturday. So I guess they meant today. Obviously they're filming right now. So I think the way that they'd plan that originally they were like, okay, she'll get sentenced. So that way we don't have to say whether or not she can be here. Like it's not, it's out of our hands, you know, that Jen Shaw, whether Jen Shaw is here or not, but then they move the sentencing date from December 15th to January 6th, which is very triggering, but now they have, they're put in this situation where, well, is Jen Shaw going to show up now? Because she wasn't invited to BravoCon allegedly, but then she showed up anyways, which I know for a fact because I was there and I held that possibly fake Gucci fur over my arm. And I am, I've been questioning ever since yesterday, like, was that even a real Gucci fur? But anyways, um, so Jen Shaw, she crashed BravoCon. Then people were saying, like, you crashed it. And then she's like, I was invited and I'm getting paid. And it was like a whole big thing. So on Twitter, like actively right now, people are tweeting and asking, like, is she there? Um, let's see. Is there anything? Knew that I'm seeing. It looks like she's not there from my understanding right as of right now. This could change. You never know. Wait, Jen is spiraling. Oh my God, she's tweeting something or she's posting something. <gasps> what is this? Oh my God, statement from Jen Shaw on September 14, 2022. I was informed, this is breaking news, <laughs> on September 14, 2022, I was informed by Bravo executives that I was not invited to attend the season three reunion. I was disappointed because I would have no venue to confront inaccuracies and address my storyline with cast members. Out of nowhere, on November 29th, two and a half weeks ago, I was invited to attend. I was elated to learn I would now have a voice at reunion, at the reunion. I was clear with Bravo that out of respect for the courts and a standing judicial order, I would not be in a position to discuss anything related to my legal case or sentencing. Bravo found this unsatisfactory and said they expected to discuss this quote unquote storyline that expectation has no regard for me or my family's well-being. So under legal advice, I will not be attending reunion. <laughs> leaving out the, I need to focus on the most important thing in my life, my family. 
obviously. Um, wow, 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 wow. Oh my God. Oh, so what's going to happen? Oh my God. People are literally tweeting about it right now and I'm having FOMO. <laughs> I'm talking about it and I'm having FOMO about other people talking about it. Wow. 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 So damn, they better, Angie and Dana better pull through. They better show up because this franchise is kind of going to sh going to hell or whatever stuff. Um, Meredith and her Marilyn Monroe look, say it all. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is just insane, insane, insane. And at the end of all this, we still don't know how Heather's eye got messed up. I think she did it to herself. But something tells me she is not going to be clear about it. She is going to. Somebody said on Twitter, like Salt Lake City is starting to become how Beverly Hills is. And in the way that they twist words and they dissect every little word and its meaning. And Heather is the one who's perpetuating that. And if that doesn't get shut down soon, this franchise may be over after this season. Like, who knows? I could maybe see this ending, actually. Remember this day, just in case it happens. Um, so maybe next week we'll find out what happens to Heather's eye. Oh, moving on. Um, Love Without Borders. I'll be honest. I'm not like really into this show or like making an effort to watch it. However, it is on like when I'm brushing my teeth and stuff. So um, I have been kind of following along Girlene in Dubai. And I know like she didn't know that she was moving into like a nuclear family with this guy. And next thing you know, they're moving into like a two bedroom apartment together for a month. Like that is just so wild. Like I kind of love that. Like people just taking a chance and like, I don't know, we'll just go live together for a month and see how it goes. I don't know. Not for me, but. I don't know. Maybe someday. We'll see. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. So winter house, winter house. Oh my God. This I'm still processing winter house. It was a finale last night. A lot of things that I feel like there are a lot of dynamics and layers that were, that are, that were added in and like squeezed in for the last episode um, because you got – I don't want to start off with a bad thing. Let me start off with a good thing. Luke. I love laughing at Luke. I don't know why. Like I find it funny to bust on Luke because he's just so like beautiful, white, straight man, like 
they're like public enemy number one. <laughs> but also like he's very vanilla and bland and boring. And I, so like, I just like laughing at him. But this week he demonstrated that he is a good, he's very good in that instigator role. Cause he was telling Corey outside, like when Jess was looking down from the window, like a creep. Lit, trying to listen to their conversation. He's like, she said you're dating. And I don't know why, but like that made me like Luke a little bit because he does have to bring something to the table other than just like looking good. Really, really, really good looking. Zoolander. Um, so yeah, that was a positive thing. Um, watching Rachel... Uh, confront Jess was difficult. I didn't like that because for one, um, it seemed like nothing got better for Je uh, for Rachel because she was interrupted by Paige who, okay, this, this is a problem for me. I have like blind loyalty towards Paige because she's from my hometown and I have this weird thing where like anyone who lives near me like I automatically have like weird blind loyalty towards them <laughs> so it's very difficult for me to say this but Paige was demonstrating mean girl behavior in that she took an opportunity where one girl was confronting another girl about her behavior and then Paige piled onto that to the point where she dominated the conversation and overshadowed Rachel's entire purpose for confronting Jess. And that's the part that's really sad for me is that it's not so much like the attempted gang up. It's more that Rachel was kind of gaslit in a way. Is that gaslighting? I don't know. But uh, it was cute uh, to see Craig and Paige, like, talking about moving in together. Um, and you all know that, or if you don't know, you're about to know. <laughs> I have petty beef with Craig Conover. He blocked me on Instagram. And I've never interacted with him before in my life. And I find that so bizarre. Same with Lisa Rinna. Like, that's an attack on me. You started it. <laughs> I'm mostly kidding. But I liked Craig last night. The way, the way he was so ready for Rachel to confront Jess was just too funny for me. He's like, everyone's just like, huh, what's happening? And they were just trying to process and Craig's like, where's the wine? I know how this is going to go. And then when like Austin and Sierra are going back and forth, he's like, all right, all right, let's go here. <laughs> like just very old man, dad kind of vibes. Like and someone else said it, I think on Instagram, they were, we were talking about how it like felt very much like Andy Cohen, like, all right, all right, calm down, take it easy. So, um, yeah, 
Craig was delightful last night. No issues there. Sierra, yes, finally. I need to come up with like an MVP of each episode or something because she was an MVP for me when – okay, for one, Austin, as much as I am not a fan, he was right when he called out Paige for making the whole confrontation about her, which I just mentioned. So Austin was right. But also, is he the one to say anything? Is he the one to interrupt and be so – righteous and high and mighty when he's who he is like shut up dude but he was right and it was just funny how he's like many mans opens his mouth and that's when craig's like all right all right relax relax and sierra's response was man to be insecure and white and tall like that just sent me I posted on my Instagram if you aren't familiar with the clip or want to go check it out. Um, And then Amanda and Kyle, they've, I have to say like, they've been kind of boring, but like in a good way, this whole season, like boring in that they're not exhausting us with their romantic issues. And they seem to be like, progressing and it's like okay all right this isn't like we're okay well we're gonna be okay if they they stick around so and I did like that you know both of them together you know like it actually it did make that their marriage seem even more cute because together they come they were comforting Rachel and I do love that side of Kyle like they're going off about Paige and Jess and you know whatever and Kyle just quietly walked around and was like are you okay to Rachel because it was clear that everything got turned around but anyways um yeah so they're cute Jason Cameron as always I ride or die for Jason Cameron always and forever He just shows up every time. And last night, he did not disappoint. He said he wanted to take Rachel out on a date, but because of the snow, he wanted to, like, do something together indoors. He planned a whole date. Like, I want to cry just thinking about that because that's so cute. Like, that's just the effort is what counts, right? To go out of your way to plan something. Granted, I don't know if he had help or whatever, but still, he executed. So (laughs) he's amazing. I love him. I know him and Rachel wind up not being together. And he was on Watch What Happens Live last night with Sierra and Jess, surprisingly. Um, And he confirmed he's single. Aubrey O'Day was on as the guest bartender and – Andy was trying to hook them up, and I was like, I don't know. But I don't know Aubrey other than her making the band days, really. And do, do you got a first aid kit, Andy? I love that song. So I tweeted back and said, go have some fun, two single hot people. Go do it. So who knows? Maybe that's like the start of 
a new relationship. Oh my God, I would die if Aubrey O'Day is on Winter House next year. Oh my God, can you imagine if Aubrey O'Day is... <laughs> Holy shit, that would be hilarious. I'm for it. Yes, I ship. Um, what else? Okay. And then, oh, Corey and Jess. Okay. I'm making myself lead detective on this case. I need to know the date in which Corey and his current girlfriend started dating. Because last night on Watch What Happens Live, Jess said that Corey came out to visit her once. She went to go visit him. And the last time they talked was like a week or two ago. But as we saw last night, they released the little clip or teaser of Summer House. Corey comes in with a new girl and it's my understanding that that's his girlfriend. So obviously him and Jess are not together. And I thought that he, he handled everything really well. And I guess she did too. I mean, for the situation she was in and how bad she looked, um, I guess she did handle last night, the finale pretty decently. Um, she apologized in a really nice way too, but I also am not fully on board in believing everything because she's two-faced. Like she'll say, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean anything by that. And then when she's alone with Corey or alone with one other person, she says effed up stuff. So I'm skeptical. I think that's it for Winter House. And unfortunately, well, rumor has it, there will not be a reunion for this season. I don't think that did they have a reunion for season one of winter house? I'm not really sure, but they, I guess they were supposed to for this season, but somebody who is also from Southern charm or is, I don't know the way that the blind read, it sound like someone from Southern charm convinced Others to not go to the reunion, so it got canceled or something. I don't know. I'm not a tea spilling account. <laughs> I just know the tea, I think, most of the time. Um, million Dollar Listing, Los Angeles. I did watch some of this last night, and I can't get so much into, like, the character development because for me, when I watch Million Dollar Listing, it's all about the real estate. I don't care so much about the storylines. I do like the drama or like hearing the, the negotiations with the contracts and things like that. Like that part is interesting to me, but it's almost like I want to study it and it's not like my entertainment, if that makes sense. But I love this show. The houses that I saw last night, I wasn't really paying attention, but I, again, it's like on um, while I'm getting ready for bed. So I'm just like obsessed with the houses that they show. And I didn't realize this, but 
I have this memory. The only reason I know what Architectural Digest is is because when I took piano lessons when I was younger, I took piano lessons for like 13 years or something. And my piano teacher, she always had Architectural Digest on the next to the chair for parents who would sit and wait. And sometimes I would have to sit and wait. And so I remember just being like looking through Architectural Digest and I'm like, why is this a thing? Like, this is like, there's a magazine just about like, like houses. <laughs> it was so weird. But now when I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, I freaking love Architectural Digest. It's so good. Um, Bravo connections that we have are um, Dr. Nicole from Real Housewives of Miami. And that segues me straight into Miami because I need to talk about that. Whoo, Miami. Okay. First of all, I am suspect of Dr. Nicole and Anthony. We saw them. Anthony flew them to Key West, which Key West is a trigger for me. Uh, not a fan. I have trauma deep trauma from Key West. I don't think I'll ever go there again in my life. Um, but they, I just like don't even know why he offered to bring them all. And I want to know how much he spent to rent the plane. Like, is, is, was he just like flexing? Was it a gift for Dr. Nicole? Like, what was... The reason for that is it just to be like, this is how I live. And because, like, Lisa was an hour and a half late. That's like, you're taking a lot of time out of your day. That's like almost a whole day's work. If you're out of work for one day, that's like, you're losing money. So I just, I don't understand what they're trying to prove. Or if, are they trying to prove something? Or is this really how they live? Like, I need to know more. And then all the cars and everything, it just, something doesn't seem right. And after what we've been through with Erica Jane and Jen Shaw, I want to check tax returns at the mother effing door. <laughs> just kidding. It's a little aggressive. But... I want to know. I feel like something's not right. But also, separate storyline, Julia. Okay, this is heartbreaking for me. I love, love, love Julia. And her first season, I learned about her past, about her, you know, her son who died. It was a murder, pretty much. And then the nanny who was responsible for the baby at that time when he was murdered went missing. And then the father of that child who was murdered, Julia's son, he was murdered while he was in a full body latex bodysuit tied up. I think he had a butt plug in his butt. And 
was shot by, I think, a prostitute because he said to her she was not worth a million dollars or something. I don't know. It was like, it's so insane. Google it. Just Google it. Um, so that's pretty wild already, right? And then you have Julia who is very open about, you know, wanting her children to live with her and one of them is off to college and the other one is now living with her father in Paris. And you can see how deep it is affecting her and she's honest about it. She's like, I'm having issues and it breaks my heart for her because I obviously – I don't know this woman, but I feel like it has a lot to do with the trauma that she suffers from losing her son. Like that story in in of itself is nuts. So my heart goes out to Julia. I hope that she can figure it out because you could tell her kids are like, you need a life. (laughs) Like get a life. So, yeah. And I I don't know what's going on with her and Martina. Like, do they like each other? Somebody tweeted and was like, does Martina like Julia? And I'm wondering the same thing. I don't know. It's very strange. But the big thing that happened, obviously, okay, I was raging. My blood was boiling. I had to, like, Breathing saw. I was like, okay, I'm about to rage on this man. Lenny Oxstein. This man, this man. So Lenny, he, Lisa calls him. So we saw that, you know, their nanny broke her arm or whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. And because of that, they're like, they have to supplement childcare and things like that. And Lisa is an hour and a half late to the flight to go to Key West. And then they're all like, something's up, but nobody's really pressing her. They show her in her room and she's talking to Lenny and she's saying, so-and-so has to leave. um, So I don't think we have childcare. You're going to have to take, or you're going to have to take care of the kids. And he's just like, I have tennis. I would really like you to find somebody, you know, whatever. And it was just like, he, it was like, are you kidding, dude? Like, tennis, your wife isn't even in town. Why does she need to get you a babysitter? Also, weren't you like almost threatening to, Divorce her if she didn't have your kids? Like, what kind of, like, what is this? This is like a ownership of people or something? Like, who the hell does Lenny think he is? Like, get your ass at home and watch your damn kids that you wanted. Like, what the fuck? And then, so that was infuriating. But then Lisa finally, and this is where I'm like, did Lisa, okay, when did he tell her 
that he has a girlfriend. When did he tell her she needs to get out? Because I tried to, I don't want to just rush to one side of the story. Like, obviously, Lenny has his own side of the story. And I have read some things about things that Lisa has done to, like, his girlfriend or whatever, which I don't know if that's, like, a rightfully so type of situation or not. But regardless, it's like, okay, what... Like, let me give him the benefit of the doubt. What logical reason would he be behaving this way? And I'm like, is she just like, does she gaslight him? Like, what if he's like, I'm really unhappy. And she's just like, okay, let's have the next party. Who do you want to invite? Like, is it that kind of situation? Or is it like, is he truly a monster? And unfortunately, it's looking like he may truly be a monster. But it's so sad for me to see that. And I hope that whatever happens, I'm obviously team Lisa. But Lenny, come on, dude. Also, why are you? She, she, there was a huge red flag when she's like, I like to have parties with people that I know that are my friends, like obvious things. And then he's like, or she's like, oh, but Lenny likes new people. And I'm like, what? Why? Is there a business reason? There's a business reason maybe, but I don't know. This is madness. Oh, one thing I did love is when Lisa did tell the other ladies, like, Alexia was, like, ready to throw down. She was like, oh, hell no. She didn't even know what to do with herself. She was, like, getting up, like, no, 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 no. She was not having it. And that's the kind of friend that I, I would like to have someone who's ready to throw down and be like, not today. <laughs> but um, yeah, so wow, we've been going for over an hour. I do have two goodies that I want to give out because next week there is no school. Um, so I'm not sure if I'm going to do another um, episode on Friday next week before the holidays. So if I do, then I'll be like, yay. But if not, I want to make sure that I, um, give out some goodies to people who are following along and who have been supporting me on this journey. So I have these, Her Highness, wait, I don't know if you can see. Her Highness tote bags. Who doesn't need a tote bag these days? And it says lit for a queen. Because yes, we are. And on the side, follow us. Herhighness.com at herhighnessnyc. Inside, we have Her Highness lip service ashtrays. 
Here, I'll take it out so you can see. Do, do, do. It's like Lisa Rinna's lips. <laughs> so it comes with one of those. Also got... A Bravo and Blaze lighter. Woohoo. Um, a little koozie from Cantrip. Cantrip is one of my um, my good friends over at Cantrip. They have cannabis infused beverages. It's a little koozie in there. And then dun, 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 baby gorgeous. Fresh Wolf. Look at that glow. <laughs> so, in order to win, I have two of these. Here's one. Here's another one. And don't worry, I have other, I'll have other giveaways in future episodes. So, make sure you are always tuning in so that you have a chance to win. But... In order to win this, make sure to go leave a review for my podcast, Bravo and Blaze. Send me a screenshot at bravoandblaze at gmail.com, and I will pick two people to send these goodie bags to. And I can't promise they'll be there before Christmas, so I don't want to overpromise anything, but... I want to say happy holidays. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. Um, whether you're here live with me on YouTube, I see you, Serafina, Socialite Gossip. Um, what else did I see? Near Nothing. I love you all. Um, oh, my gosh. I love that you guys are chatting in the in the live chat, too. But I also want to make sure that I remind you to subscribe and turn on notifications so you can be updated when we go live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern for Cannabis Mom Boss and every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern for Bravo and Blaze. Stay lit, fam. 